DJ Valentino here with Morgan from Emo Night. How are you doing today, Morgan? I'm good, dude. I'm about to take off to uh, New York. So you guys are coming to Webster Hall, New York tomorrow. Tell me a little bit about how you're feeling. What are you excited for? Um, well, dude, I, you know, we love New York. Like, every time we go there, it's like, it's really cool. It's like really, uh, it feels a lot like L.A., like, in, in a lot of ways, just like the energy and the people and the venues and stuff. And, you know, we have we always bring, like, a bunch of really cool guest artists. We try to do a bunch of really cool stuff that, like, isn't normal, like, show stuff, you know? Mm. Like, we try to, like, we try to, like, we're bringing out, like, you know, like, a marching band and things like that. So it's it's definitely, like, not just DJing. Yeah, you try to make it, like, as an immersive experience as you can. Yeah, we want everybody on stage hanging out. There's no, like, separation between, like, artists and, like, and, like, uh, people who go to it, you know what I mean? So it's, we try to make a really special experience for everybody that goes, you know? Yeah, definitely. So now, how, how do you do that? Like, how do you add that, like, fan interaction and make sure that everyone is having just as much fun as they can have? Well, it's a lot of work, you know? It's, like, it takes a bunch to, like, do all this planning stuff because, you know, it's just me and TJ going this time. And so sometimes it's, like, you know, we have to do all the advancing, talk, make sure the venue, because we ran into this problem before where, like, we'll go to a venue in some weird city and everything's chill, everything's chill. And then they'll be like, Oh yeah, but you can't let people on stage. You know what I mean? And then that kills our whole show. And so it's like, you know, working through those like problems and like working through like every venue and working through like all the things that are going to make it a a good show beforehand and troubleshooting and stuff. So it's, it really is just like a lot of like planning and a lot of work. It's not just like stepping on stage and like, jumping around and press and play well i mean half of it is (laughs) yeah and like what happens again when you go to those venues and they say you can't let people on stage um how do you like then interact with the crowd and make sure that it's not like the way you said like artist yeah weird yeah not just staring at you then we just got to make it work we usually don't do that anymore like if we know we we usually like that hasn't happened in a while because we usually check way beforehand we usually are like is this cool is this cool no barricades you know because it's not like we're not the it's weird. Everybody's like, we're on an interview. And I'm like, we're like, we're like nobody, you know, like we just press play with music that we like a bunch and try and make throw a really cool party. And that, that really is like the basis of like our, what, you know, what we do. And the rest of it is like from the people that cruise and the people that we meet and like all the connections that everybody makes. It's really, it's really a special thing. It's really fun. And everybody's super nice to each other. It's something that I never experienced anywhere else in my entire life. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that, like, as a whole, you know, the emo community especially, um, they were kind of the outcasts. So they had home at emo concerts, and now they have home at emo night, which is definitely super cool. Yeah, um, how old are you? I'm 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what kind of stuff you listen to? Oh, like, what did you grow up listening to? Because I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah, for me, I actually um, grew up on, like, Census Fail, Taking Back Sunday, a lot of the kind of older, early 2000s pop-punk emo, um, Dashboard Confessional. Sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, yeah. So now, in your opinion, like, what are some of your favorite, like, older emo artists and then versus, like, the newer emo artists, you know? Dude, there's a lot of good new ones. Like, there's, like, a lot of very, very, very good new ones. I don't know if they want to be considered emo, though, but some of them are, man. Like, I mean, like, I love, I love Joyce Manor. I love, um, like, modern baseball. And, you know, there's, like, new stuff called, you know, there's, like, snail mail. Things like that are great. And then my favorite old ones are... I think Jimmy World is a real, I think Clarity's the most perfect album of all time. I think Through Being Cool Days of Days like another like right up there like number two. Right, it switches back and forth between that one and Clarity. Between my favorite albums of all time. 
you know, that's the kind of stuff that I grew up on. Um, but I love all the, like, the new stuff is great, dude. I really, really think that these kids got a grasp on, like, what they took from um, the older bands and merged it into, like, a, like what they imagined their songs sounding like to make, like, a newer, you know, it sounds like, it does sound like, it sounds like a newer emo. It sounds like what I would listen to if I was, you know, their age now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. I think, like, again, like, bands, like, movements, and even, like, I know Bayside's been around for a while, but, like, newer Bayside as well, it's, like, they're finding a way to just reinvent that kind of emo pop-punk scene in a way that I don't, I don't think has been done before. Yeah, dude, movements is great. Shot a couple videos for them. How was the experience for shooting music videos for them? Oh, yeah, they're tight. Yeah. That's their first, like, real one. Yeah. I actually heard a song on something yesterday, and I was like, how do I know this song? And I was like, and the dude sitting next to me in the car is like, dude, you shot this video. Oh, I forgot. Mm. A long time ago. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now another question I have is that emo has almost like a negative connotation, especially in the more like hardcore scene. Like, ah, oh, that's just emo. Oh, that's just stupid emo. Stuff like that. How would you almost respond to that? And in a way, what does emo mean to you? Well, I don't know if it does as much anymore. I know a bunch of these hard... I mean, I like all that stuff, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I grew up playing in the hardcore bands. And a lot of the hardcore bands are, like, emo-adjacent. Like, you know, some of the dudes from Get Up Kids playing, like, Coalesce. Um, I know that, you know, Tiger's Jaw is, like... I mean, by the way, New new Emo, if you want to talk about New Emo, Tiger's Jaw is, like, my favorite band. Oh, they're so but, good. Uh, they're, like, my favorite band. You know, I know the dudes... I know the Tiger's Jaw is, like, title fight-adjacent and things like that. And I think that it's less and less divided now, but I know what you're saying. And um, I think that a big part of it is youth culture in itself is just like, you know what, here we are. I think we should just kind of stick this to get, stick together a little bit better, especially with like the times that we're going through where everything is very, not so great. And, um, I think it doesn't really matter. You know, I know a lot of hardcore punk kids that come to Emo Night, and, you know, I don't know if a lot of them are, like, super proud to do it, but I think a lot of them, uh, over time, are like, this is awesome, and then they really identify with everybody there and realize that there is really no difference, you know? It is just growing up in a scene, and we lived in, like, a very niche scene, you know? It seems, like, big to us. Our, our world seems very big because of like all the things that happen, all the bands we like, all the music that we grew up to, but our, our scene is pretty small, man, you know, compared to like pop and rap and all those things. So it's, you know, I think the older that we get and the older that all the kids get that grew up listening to emo and hardcore, I think they all kind of grow together in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Like, I think as time grows, people become like more accepting and more loving of that word emo. And then like, it really does... I, and what you said also, the scene is very small compared to a lot of other scenes, so you really do have to stick together and, and grow with each other. I like that. So now another question that I have is, are some emo nights like more energetic than others? Um, I mean, they're all different, dude. Like, it's, um, it depends on like where... This is, this is actually cool, because I think that you would actually find this interesting. Some of the um, genres and like sub-genres of music go off harder in like other places like here you were saying you grew up on like census fail and stuff like that and you play that in some parts of the country and they don't know what it is but you play it in other parts of the country and that's what they want to hear 
Hmm. So that's very weird. It, does it have to do with like maybe like, like if the band like is from that hometown? Do you guys do research and see like what bands are from where, and then tailor the DJ Sometimes, set to that? Yeah. Like I mean, we usually at this point we know, but like we don't know. It's always different, and like a lot of the times if we do. You know, it also changes from, like, age range. Like, let's say we do, like, the 16 plus one. They're going to want to hear a lot of those, like, um, like a day to remember and things like that, as opposed to, like, all the older pop punk stuff. So it's just it's just the demographic. It's not one's better than the other. It's just different, you know? Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Now, another thing that I want to touch upon is you guys did, you know, your partnership with the Sad Summer Festival with the Emo Night After Party. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Mm. It was cool. It was, you know, we don't, we try to not do after parties. Mm. We try to never do those, but, you know, we like the guys that ran it, so we agreed to do it. But we just weren't, re- I don't think we were really after parties. I think we were part of the, we did some after parties, but we also played some of the events, too. I did the one in Denver, which was really, actually, our DJ booth fell at that one, so it wasn't <laughs> good. <laughs> that was the first time that that's ever happened. Oh my gosh! So how do you like yeah. handle when like technical stuff starts breaking? Like how do you adapt? I don't know, man. We just got to deal with what we do with uh, whatever's getting. We started singing songs, and everybody just started singing them back at us until <laughs> they got the uh, until they got it back up. And um, you know, at that time the CDJs were broken, so we just had to plug in through a phone, dude. Wow, that's that's, that's crazy. Yeah. I love it. I love. It. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta play the hand you're dealt. You know, right in the moment. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's really not good yeah but then i think also that feeling you know when you like adapt and you overcome and you're like oh i did it you know it was really tough but when we came out <laughs> i love it well dude that was a weird one because the night before we had sold out webster hall and which was like one of the greatest shows and then we went and did sad summer which was one of the weirdest ones because you know what i mean it's a lot of like up and downs and weird yeah weird uh you know, so it's it's a very sometimes it's really consistent, sometimes it's incredibly inconsistent. You know, mm. no, it's like like when you're doing like after party stuff, like maybe like after a concert, like Sad Summer Festival. Do people come in kind of already tired, or do they come in ready to go for you know emo night party? Well, yeah, like I said, we try to not do after parties because we don't want to be like a we don't, we're not like really something you like tack on. Yeah, an yeah. event because I believe that like we try and put on an experience that like is its own thing. Um, we rarely do that anymore, but when we used to do, like, all the warp Tour stuff and all the after parties, yeah, people came ready. They came ready to go, man. That's what we thought, you know? We were like, I don't know, they're going to be burnt, you know? They just saw bands for, like, four hours, and why would they want to come in? And that's another thing is, like, we try to not do, like, the after parties, like, of that genre because, like, you just came and saw music. The real bands play these. Why, you know, why do you want to come in and see us just press play to these mm, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sometimes it didn't make sense to us but it still worked and like they they cared about it so so we try to do it in a different way oh that makes sense that makes sense i yeah. like that and you guys just had a very awesome historic anniversary five years of emo night tell me a little bit about what that anniversary means to you well it's coming up december 6th and it is you know and um you know when Obama took, like, presidency and he looked super young? Yeah. And now he looks old? Yeah. <laughs> that's how, that in a lot of ways, that's how I'd like to describe it. Um, yeah. It's, we, it's been, like, very, 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 it's got, it's been, like, so many ups and so many downs. And, um, 
ultimately like it's really cool because it's giving a place for like people who care about each other and like it's it's easy to lose sight of that especially when you deal with a bunch of bs you know like in between the in between the lines but at the end of the day it's like a really cool cool thing to be like we made a thing that didn't exist before and now all these kids have friends and a lot of people have met there gotten married have had kids from meeting at emo night it's you know like we've given like a little bit of boost to like what we care about in this scene we've changed some stuff done some things that we thought were really cool taken some chances um had some guests that we never thought we'd ever be able to get and you know because that didn't you know this is emo night is something that isn't supposed to exist it's supposed to exist in your bedroom with your friends being like wouldn't it be cool if we did this and that in a lot of ways is what emo night is it's wouldn't it be cool if we did this and this person came and then we got this and did this and they're just like dreams you talk about your with your friends you know what i mean that's like what emo night to me what was and then we just made all of those things real and um formed a community around it and that was a to me so that's the biggest thing about the five year anniversary is seeing all of these like you saw that flyer we did with all the people in it yeah it was enormous yeah so it's like looking back and looking at all those things and looking at all the people that we've had involved and like all the things we've done and all the places we've gone in the last five years it's incredibly overwhelming and it's incredibly like humbling and cool so i mean it does mean a lot five years to do let me tell you dude doing one year of anything is hard you know Mm. like so whether that be like relationship or a business or like not drinking or something like that doing one year of anything is difficult you know working out anything like and um so it's like you know what i mean it's really 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 cool to have this five years coming yeah yeah i I 100 percent understand what you mean one year of anything is taxing but then to really keep it up and push it farther and farther farther over and over um yeah this anniversary really is absolutely incredible and as you mentioned you worked with like a plethora of artists like all across the emo scene pop punk scene punk scene post-hardcore scene for you what was that like most surreal artist to work with um dude i don't know man there's been so many and so many have been like really really cool so many have been like i don't know i dude i don't know it's like changes from like time to time i think about it and i go oh this was amazing and then i'll think about another one and go oh this was an amazing moment like and i think i think at the core of it it's the artist that comes and is like not knowing what to expect and then showing up and being like, Oh my God, these are just a bunch of people just like me. And like, it's different. It's different than playing a show because they're here to like be together, not like watch something. And I think that it's really cool and and special to see an artist's face when they see that. So I don't know. Some of it is, I, like I said, I really like Chris Connolly for saves the day. I, I thought that that was a really cool thing to see him do it you know having dashboard come and do like this like intimate thing where it was like you remember that mtv thing he did yeah yeah that live uh show 
Yeah, it was like that, but better because we were there. We were right there, and everybody was on the stage, and it was just it was just like that. And I was like, damn, I never thought that like we would do anything close to like getting that experience. And and then there have been like other huger artists that have just shown up, like Post Malone and Demi Lovato and stuff that are like you don't expect them to like like this stuff and then you go and they're like no 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 dude we this is what we grew up on like this is like what what why we are the way we are you know emo has impacted so many people and affected like the lives of like so many people that we you know it's it's unreal it's just way larger than what we actually think it is Mm, you're right. So now I've got one more question for you, and this is, again, like one of the most important ones, in my opinion, is that I think what exemplifies Emo Night most is you took the music that you love and you really made something of it. You you made a career of it. You gave people a home for maybe people that didn't really were the outcasts of their society. They had a place at Emo Night, and it really does have become such a staple. So what advice would you give about how to make a career out of something you love to maybe any of our young listeners listening in that are anxious to start a career in wherever it is that their passion lies? Um, well, it's a, it's a long road, you know, it's like, you're gonna, you're gonna say, get ready to fail a bunch, you know, like, uh, like it has to be one of those things that's like, you gotta understand, you gotta take the good with the bad and you have to understand that not everybody's gonna see things the way that you do and the world doesn't work in like our favor you know, especially in music um, so it's a lot of trial and error, it's a lot of like, feeling up up, up, and then feeling really really low, it's a, it's a lot it's like, you know we. I think about this every day, I go I could just get a 9 to 5 job and leave work at work and not have to think about it and not have to worry about anything else on the internet. I wouldn't have, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have to think about any of that stuff and I would just be super content. And, you know, I don't know if like some, it's, it's definitely, I've seen a lot of people try and do it and just be like, I can't do this. Like, I, I just like, this is too much for me and overwhelm them. And, um, so I think that it, it takes a certain type of person and a little bit of luck and a little bit of right people to work with, you know, find some cool partners that you like working with, you know what I mean? Like me and TJ and Babs, like we kind of barely knew each other when we, when we first started doing this. And now we, you know, it's, we're, we're closer than any sort of family you could ever imagine. Um, mm-hmm. just with the things that we've been through, like business wise and personally and watching each other grow and watching each other make mistakes and succeed and fail. And it's, you know, you gotta like, unless you do it with yourself, like grab a good partner and get ready for the ups and downs and some like hard conversations and some really cool stuff and some really bad stuff. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Well, again, thank you so much for talking to me today. You guys are performing tomorrow night at Webster Hall. It's going to be a really, really fun time. All of our New Jersey, New York listeners definitely have to come in and pull through because it really is going to be a great time. I really appreciate it, man.